What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember to leave five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. And check us out on Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media that you can think of. We're on there. Go follow us and interact with us. Today, I'm joined by James and Melina. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello, hello. We're doing great. Lovely. And last I remember, both your teams actually in pretty weird form i guess we'll we'll go to you first james because liverpool absolutely smacked the united last week and then you know take it away what are your thoughts <laughs> <Take it away. laughs> my, what are my thoughts on liverpool um to be honest the form hasn't been too bad in the premier league we went, we went five games without conceding winning four mm. i think it was four no winning three um yeah drew to drew to palace drew to chelsea then beat Man United and a couple of other teams. Um, but that Bournemouth game was just so weird. It's really like disheartened. It's really disheartened me. Like before before the game, I was like, we, we can get Champions League like quite comfortably. But all yeah. of a sudden that has just gone out the window for me. And I it, it's very frustrating. There's like four or five teams who can get Champions League and I do not think we'll be one of them. Really you take Newcastle United, Tottenham all ahead of you guys? Interesting. You know what? I'm actually looking at Brighton. Brighton for the- you they did have Brighton in your in your uh, top six, I think. When we yeah, did, yeah, our- they they have two games in hand on us, and they're like uh, two points behind. I think it's a possibility. Oh man! Yeah, it absolutely. Is. I don't, I've never really considered them as. I well, know. Or is playing so well? Yeah, they playing so well. Like a, it feels like a pretenders. Contenders and pretender situation. Yeah. And they just, like, I forget they exist, you know? Interesting <laughs> in mid table. Like, some they, they only exist on Saturday, 3 p.m., and they win. That's it. They're out of your head for the rest yeah. of the week. That's actually so true, man. It's a, it's always Brighton is playing so well. Like, yeah. it's never like, wow, Brighton is really pushing for any tangible. Have we, ever, have we ever seen them play? Has anyone ever seen the players? <laughs> it's a little bit like Milinkovic Savic. Do they exist? That is the question. <laughs> yeah. They're very good, but they don't, no one actually really knows for sure. <laughs> you guys are you guys are in a tricky situation. One of my friends actually said to me that Liverpool is currently in a banter era. And I wasn't sure how to take this. Cause I still think that you guys are still good enough to challenge for the league and honestly sign a midfielder maybe even or i I meant challenge for top four but sign a midfielder too probably will challenge for the league again if we're being real oh yeah i think i i was having i am i saw a chart on twitter saying no team has had more injuries than us like for combined days this season which just says it says a lot obviously chelsea are right up there as well um but that this is not our banter era absolutely no way what was it from 2000 and we won the FA Cup in 2006 and the Community Shield after that. Didn't win anything until 2012, which was the Carling Cup, until we won the Champions League in 2019. I think that might be our banter era, yeah. as opposed to this. This has not been a good season. However, last season we won a cup double. This this is no banter era. No chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I think people love to have very big reactions to one-off matches you know you have to look at the whole set of things and I said I was I said right after the United match like okay they won 7-0 and I'm not going to take anything away from that because beating your bitter rival 7-0 in 
one of your worst seasons in a very, very long time while they are seemingly flying, that's a big deal. But at the end of the day, like when that whistle blows, celebrate it for like a day and then get back on the horse, you know? And that's why my reaction to it was very like good, you know, great for you guys, but you have Bournemouth next. And I feel like there was just this collective air on Twitter, at least that like, it'd be the most Liverpool thing to mollywop your rival 7-0 and then lose to Bournemouth. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I feel like it was an underlying assumption. James, you can take that away. But, um, uh, like, it's just because they lost to Bournemouth 1-0 doesn't mean the season's a wash. And just because they beat Man United doesn't mean that they have, like, they have trophies to show for. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily a trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is personally. In my heart, it's a trophy. That is yeah, like yeah, that's, fair. that's so fair. If we beat Arsenal, I mean we beat Arsenal six 0 and I still talk about it to the Oh yeah, like it's just one of those games. Like some someone said, um, would you swap it for a Carabao Cup? And if it was like two seven nils for two Carabao Cups, I'd say no. But we've won the Carabao Cup eight times. I can swap a Carabao. I, I'm not swapping a Carabao Cup for a seven nil <laughs> victory over Man United. That's I right. do not. The Carabao Cup is not that deep for me. <laughs> like no, any other trophy, fine, but. Even the Audi Cup, just not the Carabao Cup. Spurs fans would bite their arm off for an Audi Cup. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, James, seems like your team is doing all right. Melina, is your team actually good? That's what I want to talk about right now. Are Um, Chelsea actually good, or is this a fluke run of, like, three games? Hey, I I wouldn't say fluke run. (laughs) Cautiously optimistic because I know how bad these bozos can play. Like the bozo gene in this squad, it's there. It's definitely there. Um, but we've reverted back to our natural back three, and it, life has been great ever since. Um, I think Potter really wanted to experiment with a back four, and look, we are not anywhere near to be able to experiment with anything right now. At tenth, you don't really have that that like privilege um so ever since we started playing three at the back it's been very good and even in the last week from Leeds to Dortmund to Leicester in that seven days if you've watched all three games you can see it getting better and better you can see the players clip there's passages of play that are really good um and it helps that like Chilwell is fully fit um Marco Correa is playing really well on the left side um, as left center back. Cool Bali out of nowhere has like really shown himself to be very, very reliable as the center um, center back in a back three. So yeah, there's definitely things to work on. um, And I wouldn't be surprised if we lost a couple more games, but I think it's really starting to take shape, you know, the Potter era. Interesting. What about, what about the attack? Because your defense actually is pretty sound right now. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's I think it's like a pretty solid defensive structure. But defense historically has never been Chelsea's issue, if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah. Like through through whatever era, it's always a good defense. But mm-hmm. this attack has always had kind of a question mark on it. Is, always. Is Kai Havertz cementing himself in the start no. of the game? <laughs> no, no, no. I okay, I you guys know I have taken issue and I have beef with Kai Havertz. I've talked about it before, but the last couple of games, I've seen things from him that I haven't seen before or things I've only seen in big game matches. Um, and given Dortmund is like a big match, but 
He showed up against Leicester. I need to see more of him under Potter. So until the end of the season, I think question marks above Kai Havertz, but he has been very, very good over the last couple of games. I would say probably his best patch of form at Chelsea since he's gotten here. Um, and he said before, like, I'm not, an, I'm not an out and out nine. Like you're not going to get 20 league goals for me. That's, that's never, that's never the player who like I was or will be. Um, and in the Leicester game, he played on the right and Mudrick was the nine. Mudrick was up top and Kai was on the right. So he got a reprieve from that false nine. Um, like weight of weight of being the false nine and you could see he was playing much better and and super fearlessly and Kai Havertz I don't think ever plays with fear but you could tell like he was very much enjoying his football (laughs) yeah oh yeah he's looked really good surprisingly I'm just skeptical of it I feel like everyone's a little skeptical of it but yeah and it's not like it's it's like he's awful there's a good player there There always has been a good player there but it's just a matter of unlocking it Exactly. So I'm very interested to see like what Graham Potter can do with Kai. I don't know if you saw his goal versus Leicester, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, so C'est magnifique. It was wow. And it, Ka- I was, Kai, like, Kai Havertz was my favorite player for like two years, by the way. Cool. I, I Leverkusen loved it. And it's because like you'll see certain th- you'll see things like that or his monster performance versus Dortmund, and you're like, bro. Where has this been? Like he's such a funny player. I don't understand yeah. how like ra- like ranges up and down. Maybe that's him. Like part of it, he's still like really young. But dude, like get it together. Because I've seen what you can do. So do it. <laughs> I think I think what's so likable about Kai Havertz, and this is kind of out of nowhere, but it's tall players that can dribble. I'll be honest, tall players that can dribble are just so aesthetically pleasing to watch. Yeah, it just makes you want to root for them. Mm-hmm. And he's aggressive. He's like, he'll get in your face. Yeah. Oh, he will. He absolutely will. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what, I, don't, I suppose he's still showing it every now and then, especially Champions League final. But Havertz has this clutch gene. You know, some players are just dead clutch. Havertz Big has that. Kai. He Big hasn't shown Kai. it enough at Chelsea, but he has it. I know he has it. Big game, Kai. It needs yeah. to be played. So is is there any expectation for the season? No. <laughs> no, definitely no. Not. Nothing Listen, at all. No, I told you guys, I don't even want Conference League. These bozos do not, not need midweek fixtures next year. Focus on the Prem. That's all. That's no, it. I, I back that. I back that. Honestly, I back that as well. Is Graham Potter surviving no European football? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, see why not. I think if they would get if they were to get rid of him, they would have got rid of him already. So they wouldn't have hired like I just I don't like the the narrative that you know you're only giving him two more games, you're delaying the inevitable. I don't like that narrative because this ownership group has made it very, very clear. Um, this guy's gonna have time and give him a preseason at least, give him a summer window at least. Let him get to know these players. Our squad is 37 players. Like, you know, there's so many things going against Graham Potter right now. Um, and we're fine. We finally hit such a good run of form. And you see, like, the brilliance of Potter. Um, I, I think from an ownership standpoint, I think he'll be fine. From a fan perspective, Chelsea fans are, like, the most fickle of the bunch. And I cannot stand Chelsea fans. <laughs> but I, it'll be fine. 
I want no conference league, no Europe, but I think we can. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility considering how we played and like how certain teams above us have played. Like Fulham lost at the weekend, Brentford lost, uh, Brighton drew. So it's yeah, the thing is, the we, for teams that are fighting for Europe, you're not bad. You're just inconsistent. If you mm-hmm. can find that little bit of consistency, then you can sneak in. That's not an issue. And I think a lot of people as well, we're just talking about with Potter, people seem to forget this is not Roman's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. If it was Roman, he's probably gone. Don't get me wrong. But this ain't Roman's Chelsea. Exactly. Exactly. When people say like, oh, Chelsea have a history of firing managers like really quickly. Chelsea doesn't. Roman did. Like, Roman it- does. Yes. We're all just very used to one culture at Chelsea. I, it's a very different culture now. Like I've said before, everybody who worked at this club a year ago today is not there anymore. It's completely different club. I never thought of it like that. I mean, it's kind of fair that I literally don't know life without Roman as the Chelsea owner. Yeah. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? <laughs> this has been a big adjustment for all of us. All right, over to the most boring team in the league, Manchester City. We'll keep this brief. They, they just they just kind of keep keep winning, I'll be honest. Usually I don't care this season. How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> the chase. I know exactly what you mean. This is this is awful. Why is why is Fulham like stressful? Why am I stressed at 3-0 against Fulham? Oh my gosh, what they nick a point off us, then the league is done after dropping two points. Uh-huh. Yeah. How how does it feel? I don't know how it feels. I haven't challenged for the title since 2017. So, but I was talking to one of my Arsenal friends and he was like, uh, dude, you have no idea what it's like city breathing down your neck. And I was like, listen, I'm fighting for mid-table mediocrity. You're fighting for the title. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for you. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans are very like shaking in their boots a little bit because you guys signed up for a top four stressful season not a not a title winning season and so your expectations are a little like holy shit what's going on yeah all or all or nothing was for top four and now we're in the title race we don't know what to do here this is this is bigger than what we signed up for mm-hmm. and, and you, still have, you still have liverpool chelsea man city to play Jeez. newcastle as well don't put chelsea in there don't put chelsea in there <laughs> you never know you never know they might find some form you don't you never know I'll be there, so I'll bring the good luck. How are you? Yeah. Oh, really? nice. oh, you're going to the darts as well, aren't you? That that time as well, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'll bring. You, a... You'll love that. It's so good. Oh, I'm so excited! I'll uh get some Kitman content for for sure. Kitman fan meetup. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But no, this is this isn't how football should be. I'll be honest. We should we shouldn't be five points ahead of City and the ones that are scared of losing the title that isn't how this should work but that's the reality that we're faced with mm-hmm. james i'm sorry for whatever slander i sent liverpool's way during those title races this is horrible. It's horrible isn't it it's horrible heavy is the head that wears the crown yeah 11 imagine imagine that imagine that they, they're two nil down with 15 minutes to go in the final game of the season liverpool <laughs> aren't quite winning yet fortunately i had the foresight to think this is man city this they can still do something and by the time we we make it 2-1, they've scored three goals and won the league. 15 minutes it took them. Brutal. Not fair. Brutal. Steven Jarrod costing us another title. 
<laughs> that came from a place of pain. Place of hatred. Oh, whoa. <laughs> hatred towards the club's biggest legend. Slippy G. Slippy G. That's the best thing I've ever heard. But yeah, I love how we didn't even talk about City for like two seconds. Sorry, Rohan. I don't I don't care about Erling Holland's penalty. I don't I don't care. This is so inevitable. I I need to stop watching City games. That's all I'm gonna say. It's just it just disappoints oh, me. I, I did that like four years ago. It's so much easier. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. so annoying. Cause I just had to sit through 80 minutes until Olise gave up a penalty. And it's like, why am I here? <laughs> why am I here? What am I doing? No, but Crystal Palace, I think um I don't think Patrick Vieira should be in the sack conversation just because i i think he's a good manager i just don't think he has the players necessarily like why is iu playing in the premier league explain that to me yeah explain what is that you know so i i don't know they haven't short uh had a shot on goal in three games me and james were talking about just before and like what what the hell get that man some help (laughs) The thing is, Crystal Palace, although they're kind of underperforming in the points, uh, points total, they're in pretty much the position they always are, the 12th. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that, that is their position. They don't spend a stupid amount of money. They bring in very good, talented footballers. They're, they're just a mid-table team. There's mm-hmm. What's the point they're of sacking them? Then, no matter what manager you bring in, they're not going to, unless they do something stupid like a Leicester, they're not mm-hmm. going to push on that far. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, um, I have this weird affinity for Crystal Palace and I want to see Patrick Vera do well. Um, but you're right. Like they're, they are a mid-table team and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but it's crazy how between 12th and 20th, there's a five point gap. Good God. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be absolutely rancid and I cannot wait for it. Who, who did you predict for relegation out of interest? I had Southampton. Bournemouth and no Southampton Forest and Everton only one of them are in the relegation zone right now well so at the beginning of the season I predicted Forest Bournemouth and Southampton because I think Southampton for a few seasons had been just like playing with relegation and like slipping down the table steadily and we we see that now um it's just so like 12th to 20th is a five point gap um, when Bournemouth beat Liverpool this weekend, they went from 20th to 16th. Yeah. So it literally is like so wide open. Like, but now I, I think it still will be Southampton, Bournemouth, oh, and I, West Ham or Leeds. They're, oh, I just, if West Ham go down, I want them to go down just so we can get Declan Rice at a third of the price. That is going <laughs> to hit like, that is going to hit like crack. But, Leeds, I think, deserve to go down. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, they've all been so shit. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, how they, to fit. Yeah, it's been awful. That's a dreadful. Yeah, five point gap for like seven teams to be fighting relegation is. I wonder. I actually, my we we need to ask Eric if this has happened before. His... I know currently <laughs> in the Bundesliga. Well, before kickoff on Friday. Four teams are all on the same amount of points at the bottom. I don't know what it's like now, mm-hmm. but that's mad. They're all on like 20 points. It was like Borkham, Schalke, two other teams. Wow. 
It's going to be rancid, and I can't wait for it. I love a scrappy relegation battle. 100%. Um, opposite end of the table, we already kind of talked about Arsenal a little bit, but I will always bring up Arsenal again. <laughs> Lads, hear me out. And Gabby Jesus is back. Emil Smith-Rowe is back. I think the league title may be ours. It is yours. Stop playing. I hate Arsenal fans who play coy. You're not, you're, it's, stop, stop being humble. You're going to win the league. Relax. I really, I believe that. Genuinely, I believe that. But I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I mean, you should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just be, like, be cautious. Be, trust me, be cautious. Don't start chanting, we're going to win the league. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I've already bought my ticket. Dallas to To the parade. Yeah, for the parades. I'll either be celebrating or like in some pub with a bunch of old British dudes drinking. Sorry. Very good. I'll be there with you, Delight. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll comfort you. Another another league title for City is sad for everyone. Yeah. And part of me just wants Arsenal to win. Or just because I don't want City to win it. It turns the league into a farmer's league. It's four out of five, and that's that's terrible. I, think I just don't want Arsenal to win it. I don't want Arteta having the same amount of titles as Klopp. After Klopp's had like 90 plus points <laughs> three times. <laughs> that, oh, that's the worst. Like 97 points and you get second place in the league. What the hell is that? I think that? at the time it was the third highest points total ever. Yeah. <laughs> after Dude, after City Centurions and then City that season. And then <laughs> we lost one game that season and it was to City. Yeah. Grim. How did you think um, Arsenal played on Sunday? Because they look good. Against Fulham? Yeah. God, bro. It's like, it really, like, y'all are going to hate me for this. It really shocks me how good that team is right now. No, I forget sometimes. I really do forget. And then I watch them and I'm like, this isn't how, like, easy it, it's supposed to be to just cut through, like, and it's not even like Fulham are bad. Fulham are like, like sixth or eighth or something. Yeah, they're really good. Very good right now, and you just sliced right through them. This is not what you guys want to hear, right? No, no, like you look at the Arsenal team, and there's like, no, I'm I'm there's nothing that stands out in terms of like, oh, he's world class, he's world class, he's world class, he's world class, yeah, and they're just really good. Good man, Trussard, what an addition! Yeah, what if you guys can keep keep Mudrick? No, no, no. No, 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 I'm lying. I'm lying. I would still swap. I'll be honest. I still would swap. Mujic is crazy good. I got to defend my my boy. He got his assist. Should have had a goal. But Trussard, he played at Brighton for a while. He was used to the Prem. This kid, like, probably barely knows English. He left Ukraine. War-torn. His family is still there. He hasn't played a match since November. Give him time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. There, some. Yeah, you're right. Though nothing in this Arsenal team is particularly world class. Everyone's just very good. Even Saka is like the one you point to and say, you know, he's world class or the closest is world class. And he really wasn't doing much particularly against Fulham. He was just kind of playing his role, and and we still looked amazing. So I mean, just play so a, clean. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's very crisp. Do you think part of it is also uh, Fulham are a little bit tired because of this push? Like, they're not used to this at all. We're, we know them as, like, the yo-yo club, them and Norwich. Um, I'm not trying to take away anything from yeah, Arsenal. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's just more difficult to sustain this. They didn't plan to have to kind of sustain, like, an eighth-place 
charge. And they lost last week to Brentford too. So I'm thinking it's like running out of steam a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think Mitrovic hasn't scored in like good, good few games as well. I feel like that's a big part of it because his goals were kind mm -hmm. of yeah, yeah. And uh, I know someone who didn't have a Fulham, uh, Rohan's best friend, uh, Anthony Robinson had a really bad game. Yeah. yeah. He had a really bad game. Which one was it? The first... Was it the first goal? Was Martinelli's header the first goal? No, it was Gabriel's header. Martinelli's the second goal. But Anthony, that was terrible defending at the back post from Anthony Yeah, Robinson. like, I remember I remember Trent got bullied for it. Like, uh, we played Fulham first game of the season. Trent got absolutely bullied because he couldn't stop a Mitrovic header. <laughs> like, at, at, from when Mitrovic is sprinting at yeah. him. Uh, but this is like, this is completely different. This is like a floated cross. Martinelli's just standing there and Robinson's just ducking. It's like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, no, that yeah. was Terrible. Ooh, what about um Casemiro? Did you think that was a red card? I do. That's, that's what I want to talk about next. No, I think it was definitely, I think it was actually a red card. That, it didn't look as bad because he kind of went through the ball, but dude, that's clean contact in someone's leg. Studs. Powerful too, because Casemiro doesn't go into tackle softly. That's powerful <laughs> in his leg. Yeah. Whoever that poor guy was is definitely feeling it today. Alcaraz. Oh, poor guy. Um, yes, it's a red for sure. And I kind of feel bad for Casemiro too because, you know, as, as soon as um, the camera panned to him, he was like, bro, not a fucking again. What the hell? Because he had the, the red against some team. I cannot remember. Crystal Palace. No, he had – that was the one where he got the – fifth yellow of the season and then couldn't play. I think that's one way strangled strangled Will Hughes, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You're, sorry. I forgot they played like literally back to back or something. <laughs> um and so he was out because of that. And then he missed the Arsenal game because of the red or the yellow card accumulation. And yeah. Now he's gonna miss another four I think it's like eight games he'll have missed by and we don't know. The season still has, you know, games. Yeah, the thing is with that challenge as well, like he jumped into it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get wrong, he's a little bit unlucky with the way the ball bounces. I think if I think if he just gets clean contact on the ball, there's no red card. It never gets given, not a chance, never does. But I think he, he actually like properly jumps in. And if your foot's high enough to go over the ball, mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, that's still that's dangerous. That's reckless. That's a it's a red card. I don't really see what the whole fuss is about. I think they got unlucky not getting a penalty for a handball, though. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they were very unlucky. And something I also want to bring up, very good time to bring this up, um, you literally don't know what is a penalty anymore. You don't know what's a yellow, you nah. don't know what's a red anymore. You don't know anything anymore. You don't know what a goal is. And Andre Mariner was the VAR for the United game, and he was the head referee for the Chelsea game before the day before. Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw, but Zhao Felix, within three minutes, um, I – I think it was Ricardo literally did the same thing that um, Casemiro did to yeah. Alcaraz and then no, no foul. Yes. No whistle. Same, t same tackle, same challenge. Do doesn't even get sent to VAR. And then um, Amarty, I think literally stunts up, kicks Kai Havertz in the chest. And I was like, hold, like, are they not going to like, did I just see that? <laughs> And then Kai Havertz pulls his shirt up, shirt up, and it's like red scratch down his down his chest. And 
not even sent to VAR for Andre. VAR's, VAR's had a shocker this weekend. I don't know if you also saw um, Newcastle Wolves mm-hmm. with Pope. Mm-hmm. How is that not a penalty? Mm-hmm. And a red. Yeah, it's like yeah. he does nothing to get the ball. He just runs into the defense. The, the uh, Raúl Jiménez stops him from getting the ball. Mm-hmm. The ball's it's not under Jiménez's control, but he's getting to it. Like it's mm-hmm. a it's a clear red, Last and they get back. done by it. I don't know. Last man back. I don't know. Part of what I what I was saying is like it's not even like inconsistency with, with VAR. It is literally the same referee seeing two very similar challenge challenges and coming to different conclusions. So the person themselves, the people themselves, are not consistent in their decisions. Yeah. And I, how do you fix that? You know. Yeah, it's a crazy. crazy. Definitely, I agree. Nick Pope should have been sent off. Um, and like, it's so wild because he was sent off also uh, against Liverpool. <laughs> so he could be Casemiro 2.0, but luckily. <laughs> I think we need to have some uncomfortable conversations about Casemiro because for the quote unquote best defensive midfielder in the league, he's not on the field too often. <laughs> That's, that's and it's his own doing. That's all. It's I his own doing. <laughs> not on the field long enough to be considered the best DM in the league. I'm glad because yeah, yeah. he was he was never getting these cards at Real Madrid. He was yeah. never getting. Them. That's a, that's another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> in the in the Real Madrid kit, none of these are red cards. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. But also at Madrid, he played a much more like defensive role. And at United, he's much like he has a lot more free reign. So, do you think part of the sort of duality of his position now? Like, do you think that's part of it too, or like he's getting stretched a bit thin now? So, so... yeah, he's getting a bit stretched, and he has to like track back or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I can see that he is having to do a lot though, because mm-hmm. most games his midfield partner is like Ericsson or Fred, not the yeah. just not the ideal partner for him. Especially and Ericsson's with Hinder, so it's literally just been Fred or McTominay, that poor guy. Eric, Ericsson died, came back to life, and still won a trophy before Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> but Anything. yeah, Casemiro. Hmm. Any other topics that we'd like to hit on before we wrap this episode up, guys? Everton got three points. Sean Deitch's men. <laughs> I hope they go down so badly. You want them to go down? I want them to go down, right? Because Liverpool-Everton rivalry isn't that hate hateful. There's more mm-hmm. hate from Everton towards Liverpool than the other way around. It's a bit like Chelsea-Fulham in that sense. Um, I want to see Everton go down for one season just because it'll be funny, but then come straight back up because I quite like the Merseyside derby. I do. It, the Merseyside derby is one of my favorites. And it's always nil nil at Goodison Park. Always, without fail. Yeah, Jordan Pickford, eight point seven rating. Yeah, you know it. You've you've seen it. <laughs> We've seen it for a few years now. Oh yeah, maybe we won't next year, but I think they'll stay up. Sean Deitch, I think inevitable, so inevitable, inevitable. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you, James and Melina, for joining me today. We'll chat about the weekend's games. Um, be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. Ciao. Bye.